Before we get started, there's something I'm really excited to share with you. It's no secret that we think diversifying your income is incredibly important. One way that we do it is by investing in rental properties. We've done a ton of research, interviewed experts, and invested over $100,000 of our own money in income-producing rental properties. I am proud to announce that we're launching Rental Properties for Passive Investors. It's a course on exactly how you can passively invest in rental properties. Like our podcast, it's incredibly actionable and details exactly how we've both purchased and managed our rental properties. It also includes a year of investable, the analysis tool we use to make sure the rental properties we purchase are actually profitable. Finding the deal is half the battle. You need to know your numbers to make a profitable investment. We're running a pre-sale for $100 off. Head over to listenmoneymatters.com slash REI to learn more. That's listenmoneymatters.com slash REI for $100 off rental properties for passive investors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. Catch the dream. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? I'm awesome. Mm. Uh, I like how you snickered at your own catchphrase. (laughs) It's stupid. It's dumb. (laughs) I am drinking a Mission Omission, which is an excellent pale ale, handcrafted, uh, with no gluten. No, gluten-free. Gluten free, so uh, I don't I don't need to have gluten free things, but I figure I'd just try it out, see if it was a good beer, and yeah, it's actually pleasantly pretty good. good yeah, okay, good, tasty. Hmm. I just finished my echinacea tea <laughs> because because oh, why not? And I because I already had coffee. I just wanted something hot, and now I'm drinking water, which is boring, but. Maybe I'll get something to drink later. I don't know. Maybe I'll get, like, gin. Maybe I'll make a freaking martini for one of the episodes. Dude, yeah. Uh, I'm actually – so one of these ones uh, coming up, I'm going to do – I perfected a vodka martini, a dirty vodka martini. You perfected it? How did you perfect a drink that's already been perfected? Well, okay. So I, for my taste, you know, uh, I want to taste the vodka and the olive juice. Mm-hmm. The vermouth is – um, much less than what, what is normally recommended, what I like. And it's like almost like wafted over the glass. Oh, do you want to know how I do it? Huh. Or are, we, or are you still going? Oh, no, tell me. Oh, so I do it where I take a cold glass and I put vermouth in it and then I swirl it around and then I shake it out once. I take one shake out in the sink. So like it just kind of coats the glass. Huh. And then I do. I'm a gin guy. I don't like vodka martinis. Like I probably, I do not drink vodka. And I'm kind it, of against it. Why? Because it just it's nothing. It's just nothing. I would never drink it on the rocks. And it's just okay. So, dude, nothing. You mean nothing in flavor? Nothing in flavor. It adds no value except the uh, alcohol. Dude, the the absolute flavors are oh, awesome. Screw, there, there's olive screw, and rose. No, no, screw you, no, dude. Olive dude. and rosemary is tasty. I am as not drinking flavored vodka. It is not flavored, dude. It's like a slight hint. It actually adds to the. They make Mountain Dew vodka. Shoot okay, me. well, I don't own the Mountain Dew vodka. They I make peanut butter and jelly vodka. That's gross. I, you tell me about it. I've had it. It's gross. So I guess I have had. It. So I do drink vodka, but only when it's like. Everyone's buying shots. 
you know? And then I'll yeah. be like, whatever. What is this? Vodka. Lemon drops. Oh, lemon drops are they're way sugary. Cinnamon toast crunch. Just give What's me a that? shot of whiskey. I think cinnamon toast crunch is like Bailey's and Fireball. Hmm. It tastes tastes pretty good. You know, I've actually not tasted the Fireball yet. Eh. It's eh. it's all hype, really. Can you hear the rain? Not not through my mic now. No. It is raining and cold, but mm. let's get started. If you have any questions about personal finance, including income, debt, budgeting, or investing, shoot us an email with your question to listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. Also, we want your submissions for catchphrases at the beginning of the show. This week's catchphrase, this day's catchphrase, this episode's catchphrase is catch the dream, which I think I got from Blades of Glory, the <laughs> Will Ferrell movie, I, or it's capture the dream. I don't know. But please send us your better catchphrases to Twitter, which is at Money Matters Man, and we really want to hear from you guys. We want to answer your questions, and we want to have you on the show. So please reach out to us, listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. Today, we are going to talk about a concept that yours truly developed in his own head, not knowing <laughs> jack shit about personal finance. And I – and we, we That already t- scares me. Yeah, and you may have, if you visited our website in the past, you may have seen this icon throughout the site, and it's called the Wealth Wheel. So, go on. Do you want me to explain <laughs> what the what I what the Wealth Wheel is to me? So, explain what it is to you, and then then I'll explain what it is to me. So, okay, all right, that's fair. Or, or I'll compliment your something. You'll compliment my something. Yeah, whatever that. Something just, is. just yeah, just go. All right, so we'll obviously link to this image in the show notes, and we'll have it embedded into the show notes uh, at listenmoneymatters.com. But basically, it's a wheel, and it's got four parts to it, and they're all different colors. So the top of the wheel is income, and the wheel turns clockwise, or it, or it's it when you look at it, the arrows point clockwise. So the first section, it kind of looks like you know what it kind of looks like uh, that Simon game. So in a way. I, I just I'm pulling up the image right now because uh, I think you're already wrong. How am I already wrong? So, um, do you do you know um, which way? Like a actually, no, you're right. Damn it, it I'm, is clockwise. I'm I was pretty sure it was right. not clockwise. Why would I? I why make, would I make something counterclockwise? That's counterintuitive. I don't know. That's counterproductive. That's over the counter. No, <laughs> it goes right, t- clockwise. T- t- <laughs> so it starts with income at the top, and income's in green. So in order in, – in any personal finance situation, I mean what's the most important thing? Money, right? Without money, you can't budget. You can't invest. You can't you know, spend money. You can't do anything. So the first thing you need is income. So whether that's your job or side money or however you want to look at it, income is income, right? Right. So the second step, which is I – mean, you had a, you battled me on this just a tad and, and I and – I, you know, the way – basically first off the way I explained it. The second thing is debt, and that's in red, okay? And, I'll, mm-hmm. and I'm going to just go through and name all these things, and then I'll go back and explain each one. Uh, the third in yellow is budget, and then the fourth is invest. And they all connect with these arrows that go around in a clockwise circle. <laughs> and there's a reason for this. So my theory was... I wanted to try to oversimplify personal finance into 
some sort of visual representation of what I thought was the four most important aspects. And other companies have done this. I don't know if mine's the simplest, but I was striving to be the simplest with four. So the first part of the wheel is income. Without income, you do not have a wheel. So your money comes in. Now, the second part is debt. So this is – I've mentioned this previously on the show where I say you know, having debt is like driving with the brakes on if you're trying to get from point A to point B. And I, 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 when I look at the wealth wheel, I think of the debt section as the brake pad, right? Mm-hmm. So when you have income, the first thing you should do is get rid of your debt because then you can't really complete the circle. And if you do complete the circle – your circle's not going to grow as fast because there's debt that's putting the brakes on how the wheel spins, right? So that's how I interpret it. Now, debt is obviously like a huge, huge deterrent or, or a, a barrier towards building wealth. So this, the third thing is budget. And the reason I put budget after debt is because I think getting rid of debt is more important than starting a budget. Now, okay. would you argue that you know you kind of need a budget in order to, to allocate money to pay off your debt? Yeah, I, th- <clears throat> I think just creating a budget and you know using Mint will help you find out where you can pull money to pay off your debt. See, I think you should just put all. I just think you should sacrifice and put all your money towards paying off a debt. I, I don't even think you need to. You don't even need to like because I think you're going to waste too much time setting up a budget, or even even like trying to use Mint or figuring it out when you really should just be. Saying okay, uh, any amount of money I can, I'm going to throw it towards my debt. Mm. That's so, how. I, that's uh, how, how I much? Mo- how do you know how much money you can throw towards your debt and how much money you need to pay the upcoming bill in like five days? I said, I guess maintain a spreadsheet and call and call it a no. You know how I did budget? it. You know how I did it. I, huh. I, you know, I, I, I use the stack method, and I wrote all my credit cards down. And I, I don't, you know, I didn't make that much money. I just I didn't make that much money, but I didn't have that many streams of income. So mm-hmm. I'm, t- I, I looked at this from like a bachelor's point of view. So it's just you one mean you single didn't have that person. many streams of of expenses. Is yeah, like I think if you have a wife or a, a husband or and children or other dependents, I, I think you're gonna have to budget because if you could have collective debt. And in, in my case, I was just a single dude and I had my own debt. And it wasn't extravagant. It wasn't or it wasn't like a giant debt load. But Right, but dude, you, so you still had a mortgage that you had to pay, right? But I'm saying You like, had to pay down your debt. You had to feed yourself, cell phone bill, like – Right, so – and the way I look at this is debt is the barrier between income and budgeting and investing, it it will always be there because it's. All right. I mean, the the order is debatable. I don't think the order necessarily matters so much as each is like a really important key. Right, but I think like when you have income coming into the wheel and it and it goes through it. Let's let's look at it like um just a circle that you know dollars pass through. So income comes in, you have no debt, so it passes right over debt. Now you can budget effectively because you're not putting money towards you not you not all your money's not going towards that. Now you can budget for, you know, what your expenses are and what you can invest in, right? So mm-hmm. you budget and and I got to ask how much money do you think in in percentage-wise somebody should be investing with? And I I know that obviously the higher the percentage, the the faster you can 
you know, build wealth and perhaps retire early. But I mean, what's the average good number? I, I think uh, you should be investing at least twenty percent of your take home income. Okay. Um that that should be like a low ball number and you should strive for for higher. Okay. So with once you once you budget and you allocate uh money for diff- monies for different things, right? Mm-hmm. Then you can go into invest, which you know is is basically uh what? 401k's if you have if, if you have access to one, absolutely, right? Right. Uh Roth IRAs. Now, all right, I have to go into that too. Roth IRAs, brokerage account if you want to buy investing in individual stocks or if you want to start like a, a index fund, like a Vanguard retirement fund or something like that, which you can also do through a Roth IRA, right? So right. – uh, or, or Betterment, something like Betterment that's like super easy and kind of takes you know the Roth IRA to a new level. And they also offer IRAs through Betterment. Right. So once you invest, you're making income and that income – leads into income again and then the whole process repeats. And as long as you can keep your debt down and you can budget correctly and you keep put pumping money into investing and you keep making money at your job, that wheel is just going to spin and spin and spin and grow, sort of like rolling a snowball down a hill. Hmm. Yeah. Right? It makes sense. I mean, so I just I kind of oversimplified it into four sections of personal finance. Now, I, I was gonna ask, um, and I and I'm my brother is gonna come on the show, and and depending on when you're listening to this, he may have been already on, but he was like, why do you need a 401k and a Roth IRA? Because you can max uh, them out. Okay, but why not just all right? My I guess the question I really want to ask is, why have a Roth IRA when you can just have a Betterment account? Is it a replacement, and what makes it different? Why would you have a Roth? Okay, so <clears throat> you could have a Roth, you could have an IRA with Betterment, and you could just invest with Betterment separately. And the difference is, is that uh, IRAs are, are tax deductible. I mean, they reduce your taxable income, um, and there, there's, and because you're saving on taxes, uh, there are some restrictions. Mm-hmm. On you know when you can touch that money, and as opposed and how to how much you, just you can in- put in, yeah, exactly, and like how much you could put in, or as opposed to a normal betterment account, it's all after tax money. All the gains will be taxed, um, and you could withdraw and contribute as much and as often as you want to. Mm-hmm. So that that's mostly the difference. So it's a taxable thing. It's yeah, it's a taxed ha- mostly haven, taxes, guess. and then when you save on taxes, there are some restrictions that come with it. Right. So, all right, that was just my question about that. I mean, do you do you see any like how do you feel about the wheel? <clears throat> so, I think what you said makes sense. Um, the way the way I see it is, I mean, they're arrows, but I, I feel like it's more of like um, not like a chain, but it's it's that like old adage like a chain is only as strong as its weakest link, you know. Mm. And you could have um, no debt. And budget like a fiends, and have some investments. But if you're making no money, you're not going anywhere. And well, then you, you could say, "I would, I would disagree with that." So if you're making no money, I mean, it costs money to live. That's the reality. I'm saying, you, well, you're not. You're saying making no money. If you make no money, then the wheel doesn't exist to you. 
Well, this is what I'm you saying. It's like income. you could have, yeah, extremely low. And, you know, so you're, all of your other quadrants of the circle can be meticulously taken care of. Like you could have a killer income. You could be great at budgeting and you could be investing a lot. But if you're like driving the debt up, you know, like you're mm-hmm. doing, you're buying things you can't afford and whatever. And sure. Um, then, then you're also like kind of in a screwed position. And I think, uh, you know, most people, like most of the simple people, they'll get the income right and they'll get the debt mostly right. They may not budget per se, but they'll understand their money, but they won't invest at all. And then what happens is, mm-hmm. is, well, uh, the wheel doesn't complete at that point. Yeah. And then it's, you are, where you are now is pretty much roughly where you'll be in the future. And you, you lose out on the, the explosive exponential growth, you I know? Mean, so, yeah. So yeah, just like I, th- I think that the the key thing is that success with your money will be found by by touching all pieces. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh cool. I totally agree with that. I mean, I totally agree that you kind of have to kick ass at all three. Yeah. You know, but for like somebody like me who doesn't have like a ton of income, okay, mm-hmm. I have very low income, but I follow this wheel, and I'm fine. You know, so I have income coming in. It's not as high as, you know, somebody making maybe 50 or over $50,000 a year, but I have no debt, so I blow right past that. Budgeting, I use Mint, and I don't, like, I'm not crazy about budgeting because, quite frankly, I don't spend enough to budget. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, (laughs) uh, like, have bills to pay and, um, like, things I have to allocate money towards besides investing, which I do, and I pump $500 a month into Betterment, and... I wish I could have a 401k, but I don't have an employer. I probably should start a Roth IRA, and I'll probably do it with Betterment just to make it easy on myself. And then I'll complete the circle. And my circle, my my wealth is going to grow. It may not be a ridiculous amount of money because I'm I'm starting with a low income, mm. but I can still grow yeah. even with a low income. It doesn't matter. I mean, I think that's what makes it perfect is, you know, I could be, look, if I made $100,000 a year, my wheel is going to spin the same way at the same rate as everyone else's if you're good at all parts. But in the end, I mean, if you're comparing, you know, apples to apples, some, you know, this person with $100,000 is going to have more money than me. However, our lives will be relative. You know, mm. I won't have, I may not have like a, you know, I might not be flying to Tahini or not Tahini, Tahini paste, like Tahiti or something. <laughs> <laughs> Tahini. Uh, yeah. What the hell was that? Sesame seed butter. Uh, hummus. Uh, I, you know, I th- I think if you compare it to two people, one who makes more money than me, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to if – they're, if we're both really good at the wealth wheel, I'm, never, I'm not going to surpass the guy that just brings in more income than me unless mm-hmm. I like, you know, hit really big on some stock or something. I don't know, which is possible. Right. I'm not banking on it. But – Here's the thing. Once you get the wheel right, like once your wheel is like, you know, you don't have a flat tire anymore, which, and you don't have the you foot on the brake, you know, uh, and you just keep driving, you know, let's ma- say you're making the same amount of money. That wheel is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and grow, which is great. And imagine if you continued to do this, but you were able to increase the income section. So the idea is increase the income section, decrease the debt section, increase the budget section, and increase the investing section. So the Mm. only one you're decreasing, which is the only one in red, is debt. 
And if you can do and if you can kick ass at those four parts of personal finance, you're going to be wealthy. Yeah, now, I'm not I'm not going to say you're going to be rich. I'm not going to say you're going to be you're going to have a million dollars in the bank by the by the age of 25. I'm saying you're going to grow your wealth and you're going to be confident that by putting money into investments, by not having debt, by allocating your money correctly, and it's and even that's not hard cuz out of all of these pieces, income's probably the easiest because it's income, right? And most people are working and right. it's like compulsory. Yeah. Debt can be difficult because there's meth- there's different methods on how to get rid of it. And right? and you may feel disenfranchised or, you know, you just don't have the motivation to knock your debt down. You feel like you something you can't. Yeah. Right. And, Insurmountable. And that's not true ever. Right. But uh, especially with student, I can, I can, I can't commiserate, but I can understand. You know, I didn't have that much in debt. Uh, you know, like over ten grand, but not you know more than twenty, or I don't even remember now. I mean, but just over the years, and I've had it forever. I've I've lived with debt my entire life since I was able to work at thirteen. Uh, but how could you have debt at thirteen? You owe your parents money for like a bicycle or something. I know. I guess that. Well, I I guess debt is incorrect. Uh, well, the day I turned eighteen, I had debt because mm. it was the day I got my credit card and basically maxed it out in a week and never paid the bill. Hmm. Sounds like my wife. My wife. <laughs> my wife. Uh, I want to bring that back. I heard that from Comedy Bang Bang. They do it all the time. It's funny. Anyway, so I um. Yeah, like I, what I'm, what I want this podcast to do, and what I want our blog to do, is to use this sort of as um, just an easy way to break down the information. You know, certain things we talk about fall into the income category; other things we talk about fall into budgeting or investing or debt. And I think it, by by sectioning things off and color coding them, and having mm-hmm. like very easy names, and there only being an even number of four makes it very easy in my brain to understand the world of personal finance. It's and and uh, you know, not to toot my own horn, but is it brilliant? Because why <laughs> we, we it, know that everything you create is brilliant. I everyone... mean, if not brilliant, really really good, you know? That's about as low as I'll go on the scale of things that I on the ideas. Are they going to say like not necessarily brilliant like fucking brilliant <laughs> like like i, I wouldn't cons- cons- call myself like a super genius but yeah whatever's higher than super genius that's what i am <laughs> no i mean i'm proud of this wheel design and it's all part of like a larger effort for us to better organize the information on the site and the mm-hmm. podcast because i know people have specific i mean we both know people with specific problems and right you know, you may not have time to listen to every episode or read everything we write until you find the thing that you need and that resonates. So mm-hmm. we, we really try to break it out into our favorite things, the different components of the wealth wheel. Right. You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I have friends that listen to the show. And I, like, for instance, I can think of one friend. He has good income. He has no debt. He budgets like a mofo. Uh, and he started, he started investing because of us, I think. Mm-hmm. And – he wants to learn more about investing. Like that's the one, you know, maybe the one part of the wheel that he's not like superior at and he wants to be. Right. And I'm like, excellent. You know, that's a, you know, he's basically completing his wheel. And it's and by, and by like 
and before this is even before I came out with the wheel, you know, some people are have income debt and budgeting already solidified. Like they're they kick ass at that. They they and, but they don't know a lot about investing. You know, you know, one thing that could be interesting is you could say like as the wheel gets bigger, each of the sections like grow in proportion. Mm-hmm. And like so, for example, if you take the investing side, someone may say, "Well, why am I going to invest a thousand dollars if you say I get seven percent on average? It's only seventy dollars in a year, and that's not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Seventy dollars, you know, I'll pay like one cell phone bill. But like in contrast, you could have a hundred thousand dollars in there, and then in a year you get seven thousand dollars, and that is a significant amount of money, mm-hmm. even if you have a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, and." Income also like is as a direct, anyways. Yeah. No, you were going. Yeah, I was gonna say no. I mean, as you increase income and shrink your debt, and you know, gain focus on budgeting, like just as the wheel gets bigger, it'll just have that much bigger of an impact. Yeah, and there's and there's multiple like layers to each one. So budgeting isn't just like a word. There's so many things under the budgeting category. Just like there is debt. Just like there is investing. And even income, mm. you know, all of our save money type stuff is under that category. Yeah, like budgeting, I I would consider all save money posts, you know, are would be under budgeting, because I think budgeting is reduce your spending habits, you know, reduce your spending, and allocate what you have to the things that are necessary and the things that will make you more money. So. Uh, I think LearnVest is the company I saw. They had a, a pie chart breakdown, and they said, you know, if you're looking at your income, and let's say, let's assume at this point you have no debt, right? So, right. You, you, so you have money coming, and let's say, let's just say you're a, a single human, okay? You mm-hmm. have one job, and you get, you know, let's say fifty thousand dollars a year. So with budgeting, they say in this pie chart, fifty percent of your income should go towards bills. Uh, your house, like basic necessities to survive, to live, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that may include a car if you absolutely needed to get to work. But probably shouldn't. Well, no, you can't say that. <laughs> like if you need a car to get to work, you got to. Oh to no, work, of course, yeah. You know? yeah. Otherwise, the income doesn't come in, and then you know whatever. I guess there is public transportation, but well, I was gonna say then you get a bike, and then you could add like bodybuilding. Dude, to, you know like, how like, fit- I worked? I worked an hour away from where I lived. There's no way I'm biking. Uh, the drive was an hour away. There's no way I'm biking for however long that takes. And even public transportation would take longer. Buy a car. If you live, if you just buy a car. <laughs> or just work closer or live closer to work. Yeah. I mean, it's, and then bike. That's one way, I guess. But I, but the, so 50% of your income goes towards, you know, your, your basic necessities to survive. And then mm-hmm. 20% goes to investing. And 30% is your spending money, is that's the money you can go out, drink. Like we do, go out to eat, go to the go to the movies. Do people go to the movies anymore? Uh, I have the last been time you've been while. to a movie theater. Ah, uh, that's a good question. It's been a, it's been a while. I, I saw one of the big ones uh, that came out recently. I think I, the last thing I saw was Iron Man three, two. I can't. Three. Get I saw Iron Man three. No, can't, two. I, I, Damn it. Uh, one one of the um, Lord of the Rings ones. Oh wow, was so it? way long ago. Yeah, no, I think it was like the Hobbit or one of those oh, freak ones. I saw you make a face. You you don't like the Lord of the Rings? No. What are? How? Why? They're amazing. Eh. Eh. I'm not, dude. I'm not a nerd, see? dude. So you went to go see Iron Man? With my parents? Well, yeah, with my parents. So talk about being a nerd. 
Yeah, but dude, uh, it was not exactly a great movie. No, it, it was wasn't. Bad. Iron Man two sucked. But so you're gonna say you saw that over Lord of the Rings, which is epic. no. Here's the thing. I now we're going on a tangent here, but I'm going. I mean, I'm I going down this road go, now. Dude. I'm going down this road. Uh, I saw all the Lord of the Rings in a theater. Saw all of them. Do you want a medal? No, I should because. I, well, I should have three hours should, each, so it was, yeah, yeah, I should have a medal for not falling asleep during the, all three oh, of those Oh, come on, dude. I'm just not a Gan- fan. Gandalf? Dude. Seriously? Well, I'm not a fan, but and that's the thing. Like, I, I'm not into the fantasy stuff. I never played d and I'm not against it. I'm just saying it's not, I, it's not for me. That, that stuff's real, dude. Well, that stuff's real. So <laughs> we can have that discussion. I have to explain some things all to right. you. But, Fine. Uh, so my friend was like, you should watch Game of Thrones. And I'm like, no, I'm not into that fantasy crap. I'm not going to watch it. He's like, just watch first season, 10 episodes. If you don't like it, fine, quit. But just the first season, I go, fine. And now it's okay. Like, I, I even I haven't watched Sundays. Like, I'm not, like, excited to, like, watch it. Did you like uh, Spider-Man? Which one? Uh, the first one. Which one? Yeah, uh, I don't know the first one that came out in the theaters, whatever it was called, not the amazing one, like just oh, Spider- like the Tobey Maguire one. Yeah, mm, yeah, I did like that because it was like an origin story, and I also okay. liked the the new one too. The- and, and you liked X Men? I liked X Men one and two. Yeah. Okay, because those that's fantasy shit. Just, just want to let you know. Yeah, that I that's know that. I mean, like shit. Middle Earth, just just like Gandalf's no. oh, powers that was your argument. Shit. The only di- see, it's it's like like Lord of the Rings is like um, Game of Thrones meets uh, like X Men or something. Like they have like some powers, not real. You know, no, I don't like the where it takes. I, the, the You're drag. contradictory. No, the no, no, I'm not. You cannot compare superhero movies to the decimation of smog. You cannot <laughs> compare the two. They are, they are, it's apples to oranges because one is about, all right, why are we even talking about this? Because <laughs> uh, I mean, it's kind of important. This but, is a yeah, discussion we should have off air. But, so uh, basically all we're trying to say is like you'd be better at the wealth wheel if you watched shows like <laughs> The Lord of the Rings. It's kind of important. <laughs> I am not condoning that advice. Oh, look, look, I'm good at the wealth wheel and I like Lord of the Rings. Draw your own conclusions. But I am also good at the wealth <laughs> wheel and I don't watch Lord of the Rings Draw your own conclusions. <laughs> yeah, my wheel's bigger. <laughs> and oh, you, know, you know how oh, the we're playing that say, game? Ladies say size matters. Oh, they do not. It's the motion of the ocean, dude. It's not the size of the boat. It's the motion of the, motion of the ocean. You never heard okay, that? Now, now tie that into an analogy with the wealth wheel. Exactly. You can't. No, no, I actually can tie it in, and that's how I'm going to wrap this episode up. So I'm sticking my tongue at you. You can't. <laughs> it's not good for radio. But um, the size of the boat. It doesn't matter, right? So the size of your wheel doesn't matter because it's all relevant, relative, relative to you. It's the motion of the ocean, meaning the motion of the turning wheel. So if you can keep that wheel spinning, it doesn't matter how much money you can put into it But for, for your own sake. But the more money that you can put into your turning wheel, the more money you will have and, the, and, you will grow, and it will grow. You know, So you can plant a seed, right? A little tiny seed. That could grow a small little plant or you can plant a giant bulb and produce a massive, massive tree or whatever. I don't I don't really understand uh, biology. But my point is, is that it's not about the size of your income. It's about the motion of the wealth wheel. 
Does, does the size of your seed matter? I'm putting my <laughs> hands up in instant glory. <laughs> okay, I'll, I think that's actually a great explanation. I just have to add one minor thing. Um, it, you could probably do better if you know magic. Just, just saying. Just putting it out there. Yeah, that's exactly what we, I'm, I'm still putting my hands up, by the way. Instant victory. You're just airing out your pits because you're sweating. That, that could be too. It is, you know, I, I had to heat tore her up. you up on that argument. Called, called you out on All right, we are done with this conversation, but thank you guys for hanging out with us today. And remember, if you have any questions you'd like us to answer, please email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. We really want to hear from you guys. We do. Mm. And if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen. And I, we, I, the reviews, the reviews. Guys. Guys. Come on. Get don't, with it. Don't beg. Don't beg. But no, it would be really nice if you guys did that. Um, really appreciate it. And we will respond. Email us, please. Also, we talk about a free money management tool called Mint, which is part of the wealth wheel in budget. Use Mint. It's free. Why not? And if you need help using Mint, we wrote a book. It's called Mastering Mint. You could be a master at using this free piece of software that will be around for forever. And... It's an excellent book, and if you just enter the promo code PODCAST, you get $5 off at MasteringMint.com. Last, but certainly not least, if you want to learn more about personal finance and money management and the wealth wheel, we are always writing new stuff and posting up new articles at ListenMoneyMatters.com. So that's it. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Go watch a Star War. We look forward to the next episode. (laughs) Star Wars. No, just go see a Star War. Well, the Star Wars is the name of the show, it, but you, there's multiple. There's like three or f- six of them. It's one more though. But I mean, right? Damn so it. it should be called a Star War. See, but then you can't talk about it properly in a sentence. Just, you know, I think I just did. Go watch a Lord of the Ring. <laughs> <laughs> there's right, multiple later. rings. <laughs> All right, later, man. Later.